Welcome to Faith and Family, a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. And now from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Faith and Family. Thank you for joining us today as we continue our study in the Old Testament book of Sirach, also called Ecclesiasticus, which is its nickname, meaning the church book. And what we're going to do in this episode is seeking ways to apply what we learned in our last episode. This episode is 346, and try to remember it in case you need some help finding the resources I'm going to recommend. But we're looking for practical resources to develop a vibrant, healing, and lasting faith through the reading, meditation, and application of Scripture. So we're looking to apply Sirach 34. If you missed us last time, you can go to our podcast sites. They're everywhere at episode 345 and get what we described last time is that in Sirach chapter 34, it's the central teaching of the entire book. And the entire book is about wisdom, Sophia, and we find in chapter 24 that divine revelation, the law of Moses, is equivalent to wisdom. And now, of course, with the New Testament, both Old and New Testaments would be the priority for Christian education and spiritual formation. And since it worked so well in the first century, we're finding some challenges, some steep challenges in the 21st century, I strongly recommend that not only we use the book of Sirach itself, but even more importantly, extract that central message that the scriptures are key for having spiritual sustenance, spiritual refreshment, spiritual healing, spiritual direction, and life so that we can maintain our walk with God and our young people facing incredible spiritual challenges from our culture can have the strength and the faithfulness and the power to persevere and not wash out in late teen years. So this is, this is what we're talking about. I'd like to start with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI when we're going to be talking about catechesis. And just so you know, this quotation is right here in my office on the wall to Family Life Center, and it's the only quotation I also have on the wall of my home office. And he goes and says this, Luke's description, he's talking about Luke 24, of the disciples who meet Jesus on the road to Emmaus represents, in some sense, the model of a catechesis centered on the explanation of the scriptures. Walking down that Emmaus road right after the resurrection took place, Jesus starting with the early books of the Bible, went through the Old Testament and opened the disciples' eyes to an understanding of what was going on, the theme going through those scriptures. And Pope Benedict is saying this is a model of a catechesis centered on the explanation of the scriptures. And 
if you're going to catch what I described in the last episode, if you're going to catch what Sirach is saying in his central message, and if you're going to apply it to your family, to your parish, to your friends, to your extended family, we're talking about direct contact with Scripture, not religious textbooks that talk about Scripture, not cartoon books that have Bible stories. You can use those, but at the earliest ages, I would recommend direct contact with Scriptures, with them not being all jazzed up, because the power of the Almighty God, these words come from the mouth of God. They are inspired according to St. Paul, and that means they're God-breathed, and as God breathed the breath of life into Adam, so he'll breathe life into us, and you don't want to muddle that up with a lot of uh, uh, things (laughs) that are really extraneous to this. Okay, another quote from Pope Benedict, uh, and this is, to me, particularly applicable for youth and young adults. He says, the Christian life is essentially marked by an encounter with Jesus Christ. If you want to have washout prevention for your children so that they don't leave home and leave the faith shortly thereafter, what you want to see is an encounter with Jesus. Uh, In my personal experience, in fact, I'm writing a book on this. It doesn't always happen in a classroom, but a couple of things. Whoever is teaching your child, must have the personal encounter before they can convey it, okay? Teacher has to have what he hopes to convey, or she, all right? And you you want to have in such a way that you come face-to-face with Jesus. And how do you have that? He, He goes on to say, a personal and communal journey based on the Word of God. What's a journey based on the Word of God? Well, just like the other quote I just gave you, like the Emmaus Road. It can truly serve as the basis for our spiritual life. With the Synod Fathers, I express my heartfelt hope for the flowering of a new season of greater love for sacred Scripture on the part of every member of the people of God, so that they're prayerful, and faith-filled reading of the Bible will, with time, it takes time. This isn't an instant microwave reading of Scripture. It takes time. It will deepen their personal relationship with Jesus. This is how you develop your very necessary washout prevention strategy for yourself, for your parish, for your community, for your children. Okay? Now, we're going to spend time on a very practical application, how do you do this? Uh, I'm going to start with a small New Testament, and the translation, this is rather important, I believe, because a secondary translation, one that's not quite as good as it should be, can kind of muddy the waters, so to speak. But the RSV, Revised Standard Version, RSVCE is the Catholic edition of the RSV, and there's a small, very inexpensive, I think it's $1,195 New Testament. 
and no frills, no cartoons, no uh, uh, surf pictures on the cover for teenagers and all that. So you don't need any of that. If something's going to happen, it's going to be the Holy Spirit and not extraneous material. Okay, You can buy this New Testament from the Catholic company, and uh, I had a little bit of a hard time finding. I knew it was there. If you put in a search, New Testament pocket size. Now, why do you want a pocket size New Testament? Well, how many people in their daily life carry around a five-pound Bible? I just cringe when, you know, you give a Bible to a young person, and the idea is you want the scriptures to go with them to college, to school, in their backpacks, on their trips. In a pocket-sized New Testament, and this isn't expensive. Hey, if they wear it out in two years, wonderful. Give them another one. Uh, this is the idea going with you and stick it in your pocket, stick it in your purse, take it with you in your car, your bicycle, wherever, and just spending a few moments uh, waiting someplace in line and whatever else, rather than staring at a phone, you can stare at a phone, but not all day. How about a New Testament pocket size from the Catholic company? And uh, Let me tell you why I think this might be very appropriate. I was talking to uh, my grandson recently, and I knew that he had started reading through the Bible, I think it was a couple of years ago, and we had given a very nice, uh, or somebody did, a very nice leather-bound, fairly small size, complete Bible. And uh, like many people, he wanted to read the whole thing, so he started in Genesis, and I don't know how far he got, but that's a very difficult road for a beginning Bible reader. Notice that Pope Benedict said, the reading of the Bible, with time, it will deepen their relationship with Jesus. It's hard, the first stages of this. And rather than getting somebody into uh, descriptions of what animals you can eat and not eat and how you cut them up for a sacrifice and burning the fat and all that stuff in Leviticus, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of stuff in there that can be learned, but that's not your first steps. Get them a New Testament because my grandson just quit, okay? So for his birthday, I bought him one of these pocket New Testament pocket size from the Catholic company. And then I sent him a letter suggesting, I think it was about eight or nine books to read. And if you want my suggestions, I'll be glad to send them to you. Just request them. My uh, grandson's Bible reading list from the New Testament, or just make that shorter, but it's askthehost at gmail.com askthehost at gmail.com. And I'll tell you what I suggested to him were the four Gospels and Acts and First uh, and Second Thessalonians and First and Second Peter. The reason First and Second Thessalonians, excuse me, and First and Second Peter is just to have a couple of epistles, okay? Thessalonians was very early. Peter's epistles are from our first pope. I thought that was a good mix. But what I did is mix it up. Because if you just read Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they're so similar, it, it, you know, you might want a little change of scenery. So, you know, might start with Matthew or Mark and then go to uh, one of the uh, sets of epistles, okay, like First and Second Thessalonians, and then go back and read John. He's a little different. And then after John, 
which is still different from Luke, read Luke and Acts together, and then your last set of epistles, something like that. And so you basically mix it up. It's not the entire New Testament, but you get a sampling of the Gospels and Acts, which is pretty important because it's really the continuation what Jesus started in the Gospels, and then you have two sets of epistles, okay? And we'll be glad to send that to you. Um, if you want a fancier New Testament, there's a New Testament in Psalms, quite nice, leather-bound, in that good translation, the RSVCE, that Ignatius puts out. So you put the Ignatius to New Testament and Psalms. You can order it from Ignatius Press or Amazon, and it's leather-bound. Now, I'm almost favoring this cheaper and smaller and less durable pocket-sized one. I don't want something so fancy. Whew, I, I can't take that because I might get a little sweaty um, walking to school or riding my bike or something. So I'm going to leave it at home. No, the idea is to take it with you and make it a part of you. This would be a great thing for a soldier or a sailor, somebody on duty. Uh, they can take it with them and who knows, may even stop a bullet. Uh, such things have happened. But um, so in any case, either of those two are very good. I've recommended and will continue to do so. When you're reading the Bible, if you come across a passage that really hits you, uh, helps you, strikes you, um, just you kind of come up and like, wow, that it really speaks to you. I urge you to keep nearby a gel highlighter, a ra rather um, than getting a liquid highlighter, which will go right through the page. In fact, in this little Bible I'm talking about from the Catholic company will go through several pages. A gel highlighter and highlight an important part of that reading, that verse that speaks to you. And then everybody goes through dry times, and um, you can then, if nothing else, go back and read your highlights. Or if you're going through a time of temptation, you can go back and read your highlights. You're going through a time of discouragement or depression. You can go back and read your highlights. I think it's a real important strategy. I know for me, um, th there is a real, uh, real encounter with Jesus Christ when I came to John chapter 8 and verse 12. I was studying reincarnation. I didn't think there was anything to Christianity. I was seeking enlightenment, uh, and I was told that in order to free my karma from whatever situation I was born into, I'd have to read the Bible. So I just started in Matthew, and I got to John eight twelve, when Jesus said, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And I was thinking enlightenment was something I did, or enlightenment was an it, or the light that came with enlightenment was just an experience. Never thought that the light of the world was actually a person. God himself come in the flesh, and that did it for me. 
And now that might not do anything for you in any kind of extraordinary way, but that would be one that I would highlight and come to and come to and come to and come to. Uh, when I want light for my path, I want light for my life, I want meaning, and um, that's Jesus as the light of the world. So that's a verse that I would underline. Okay, now it's just to find your way around. It helps. Like if you bring your little pocket-sized Bible and you have an epistle reading and, and uh, somebody says, uh, turn to the eighth chapter of Romans. And <laughs> Where is that? Well, you can have a little Bible bookmark, like a bookmark for your Bible or any book, and we have them here at the Family Life Center showing all the books of both the Old Testament and the New Testament, and they're free while supplies last. And if you send us a stamped self-addressed number 10 envelope that uh, you can get up to eight of these with a first-class stamp and just figure it out after that if you need more than eight. Uh, if you need them for your Bible class or whatever else, we're glad to give them. We just would really appreciate some help with the postage, okay? Now, if you want to deepen your understanding of Scripture, let it begin with, with the Scriptures, okay? The direct contact with Scriptures. This is God breathing the breath of life into your heart. This is what you want. Now, it also helps to have your mind help you figure out some of these things that are being talked about because there is a, a, uh, a difference in culture between things we read about in the Bible and our experience today, and that's where a study Bible helps you. In a study Bible, you basically have in the top half of the page the text of Scripture, just like any other Bible, but what makes it different on the bottom half of the page or bottom third of the page is very brief commentary giving you meaning and understanding of what you just read above. It's on the same page, and that's called a study Bible. And the two that I would recommend are the Ignatius Catholic Study Bible and the Navarre Study Bible, N-A-V-A-R-R-E, and that's from the Navarre University in Spain. Either of those two are pretty good, really good. Just never forget that the bottom are words of men, and the top page of the page is the word of God, and there's a difference, and sometimes people get confused with that. Now, you're going to hear the scriptures read every Sunday in Mass, and why not take full advantage of that? I mean, really full advantage of that. And I'll tell you a simple, 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 quick way to do that. Scott Hahn at the St. Paul Center has a three-minute summary of the Scripture readings for Sunday's Mass. And you go to the stpaulcenter.com, and it's the Sunday Bible Reflections. Just do a little Google searching for it. And Scott gives a three-minute, very concise summary of those scripture readings for Sunday. Tell you, you can't help but to grow in your understanding of your scriptures by doing this three minutes a week. Now, Scott could quite easily take three hours to do that, okay? But to me, 
the genius of what he has done is to be able to condense that in such a succinct and clear fashion. These, this is just like diamonds and rubies, and it's absolutely free, just waiting for you to take advantage of it. And it's a way to, you can go to Mass and know how the readings fit together, what the main point is, or you can go afterwards and re, kind of as a reminder for what you heard in Mass. Another uh, great resource is the Great Adventure Bible Timeline with uh, Jeff Cavins. And the advantage of the Bible Timeline, it will not take you through all the books of the Bible, but it will take you through the entire narrative, so to speak, of the Bible and the main themes of the Bible by only having you read a certain percentage of the books of the Bible. Notice what I said with my grandson. I didn't have him or ask him for the initial stage, at least, to read all the epistles. I hope he grows up and studies them in Greek, okay? But until then, I just, I gave him First and Second Thessalonians and First and Second Peter. I mean, but I could have exposed him to what an epistle is by just choosing one of those two, okay? And that's what Jeff Cavins does with the Great Eventual Bible Timeline and a lot of resources. Jeff's wife, Emily, has put together the Great Adventure Bible Timeline for kids. There's all kinds of memory devices. It's a wonderful product. And again, you don't have to do all of these, but um, there's no excuse not to grow in your faith. And here's another one. Uh, the Augustine Institute in Denver uh, and they basically market their stuff through a thing called Catholic Market. They have published a beautiful Bible, and it's called Through the Bible in a Year. And it's the complete Bible with a reading for every day. And the translation is not the RSVCE, which you've heard me recommend several times already today. The ESV, English Standard Version, Catholic Edition, is a new Catholic translation, and it's probably the most accurate English translation of the Bible on the market right now. It's taken advantage of all the findings that, through the Dead Sea Scrolls and such. And what the ESV um, does here, through the Bible in a year, a beautiful Bible, and I think it's in paperback and all that too, but whatever you want, um, the days are of the year are just numbered sequentially. So it's just like day one, day two, day three, not January 1st, 2nd, 3rd. So you can order this Bible in the middle of the summer or in the spring or in the fall, and whenever it arrives in your mailbox, that's day one. That's when you start and you just follow it sequentially. And in a year, you'll have gone through the whole Bible. Now, I just wanna say, I have personally met young adult Catholics who have told me their lives have been changed using this Bible. What more can you say? Um, <laughs> says enough. Okay. Um, just a word for those wishing to become priests and deacons and teachers. Uh, St. Augustine has a work entitled Teaching Christianity, and it's very much like Sirach, and in there, the heart of it, he says, is teaching Christianity is teaching this sacred scripture. And 
you have a twofold purpose, to understand the scriptures and to express them. And uh, over every richness of pagan culture, and he doesn't discount it, but the scriptures contain everything that a Christian or a layperson or a cleric needs to know. And he strongly advocates uh, studying two languages, Hebrew and Greek. And uh, you might say if you're sitting there thinking about becoming a priest, somebody's out there, okay, thinking of this. I would recommend even before you go to seminary is taking at least a couple of years and doing these language studies. Uh, The rabbis had a saying that studying the Old Testament in a translation rather than the original Hebrew was like kissing your bride with the veil on. Okay, there, a translation is always an interpretation. It's just, it's just very powerful to get in direct contact with the words that have come from the mouth of God. It's, it's uh, very worthwhile. Now, if you're already a priest, a deacon, or a teacher, you can't take two years, go back to school, and study these languages. A good alternative is to compare translations. So you get two Bibles side by side, like the RSVCE, the Revised Standard Version, or the ESVCE, English Standard Version, and you compare those two translations and where they match. Okay, if you have a little question on on a certain phrase, how it would be best expressed, because every translation involves a certain amount of interpretation, you can get these two translations together and compare and come up with a good understanding of what that passage is saying. I'll just say as a personal testimony, uh, it was just a few years ago, I went back to my seminary. We were up in New England for the first time since I graduated. And um, during that visit, really, uh, I became utterly speechless in gratitude for Yeah, there's a lot of things that was left out of our education, particularly the sacraments, a lot of dynamics of church history and everything else, but the rigorous uh, focus on the Scripture as the Word of God and studying it in original languages um, is a gift of which I will be uh, most grateful for to the very last day of my life. It's just unsurpassed and just you really want to focus on the scripture. If God is calling you to be one of serving others, um, you will be sharing life as you share the scriptures from your study and meditation in the original languages. And if you can't do that, you compare two or three translations and come up with something very clear. Okay, I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 346 of Faith and Family Radio. Faith and Family is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at dads.org.